Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams and cornerback Chris Harris Jr. are the two latest names on the COVID-19 list for the Chargers. And it's crossover Thursday, which means we're getting some enemy intel. And we're trying to figure out who the hell is going to be playing quarterback for the Giants when they face off against the Chargers on Sunday. You are locked on Chargers. Your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Your other host, David Drogmeyer, will be on later in the show for Crossover Thursday with the Locked On Giants Podcast and Patricia Trainer. But we have been covering the Chargers for over five seasons. We started doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. Now, this is our fourth season as a host of Locked On Chargers Podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Thanks for making us your first listen. If you haven't already, make sure to check out the new Locked On Chargers YouTube channel. And if you're on there right now, make sure to go subscribe and also follow wherever you get the show from, wherever you get your podcast from. You can find the Locked On Chargers Podcast there. So, more news on today's show. Obviously, not great news with Chris Harris Jr. and Mike Williams going on the COVID list, but both still have a chance to play on Sunday. It's similar to the Joey Bosa situation. So we'll talk about that and guys that'll have to step up if those guys are not able to go, including Asante Samuel Jr., who would be a much needed boost for this Chargers defense potentially this week. But today's episode is brought to you by Stat Hero, the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house and head-to-head fantasy matchups, winner take all. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash lockdown and use the promo code lockdown for a 100% deposit match. All right, so we are going to be getting into Mike Williams and Chris Harris Jr. And then we have the crossover episode today with the Locked On Giants. And the biggest thing there is who's going to be playing quarterbacks? Right now it's looking like Mike Glennon or Jake Fromm going up against the Chargers. Also, Saquon Barkley, why he hasn't looked the same since coming back from injury this year. And the biggest weaknesses on the Giants that the Chargers could exploit Sunday. But more tough news. Obviously, Keenan Allen was placed on the COVID-19 list on Monday. And then today, you get the unfortunate news that Mike Williams and Chris Harris Jr. were also added to the list. So everyone was waiting for Brandon Staley's press conference, and he enlightened us on the situation. Because if Chris Harris Jr. and Mike Williams were put on the list today, deemed close contacts today, that means they'd be out for the game against the Giants on Sunday. But this is basically what happened. Chris Harris Jr. and Mike Williams are both unvaccinated. So They were deemed close contacts to Keenan Allen on Monday, so the clock starts there, which means that they can be activated as soon as Friday from the COVID-19 list, leaving the light on for them to play. With Keenan Allen, that one I think is going to be tougher. I do think that Mike Williams and Chris Harris Jr. are two guys that are more likely to play because they have not tested positive. Keenan Allen is vaccinated, so he'll need two negative tests 24 hours apart in a row. So that could happen, but... If you're going back and looking at what's happened with the Chargers who have been placed on the list and have tested positive so far this year, the vaccinated players like Jerry Tillery, Drew Tranquil, Christian Covington, all those guys have missed at least one game. So I'm not expecting Keenan Allen to play this weekend, but it did happen earlier in the week than some of those other guys. So there is still a chance and obviously a player of his caliber you're going to get in there, especially if he's fully healthy, not feeling any of those symptoms or anything like that. But Mike Williams and Chris Harris Jr. for Mike Williams. This just puts you in a situation where you could be without your top two receivers going into this game. I mean, wide receiver three has been an issue for the Chargers. Jalen Guyton has stepped up in certain games. 
Josh Palmer has been in and out, probably not as productive as many Chargers fans thought just because he had such an impressive training camp and all of that. But if those two guys aren't able to go, I mean, it's all hands on deck. You're going to need more from Jalen Guyton. You're going to need more from Josh Palmer, obviously, probably more from the tight ends as well. Could even see an elevation from the practice squad. Maurice French is somebody they've brought up a few times. Jason Moore has pro experience, which is not something you can say for a lot of the receivers that are on the practice squad. But Keenan Allen and Mike Williams obviously have been, you know, almost all of the Chargers production at wide receiver this year. So they have 141 catches between them, 1,783 yards and 11 touchdowns. The rest of the Chargers wide receivers combined, 36 catches, 487 yards and two touchdowns. So this means probably more on Austin Eckler's plate, right? If those two guys couldn't go, which I'm not expecting both of them to miss this game at this point, but I think it also makes it a more tight end centric game going up against a Giants defense that is stymied some decent offenses so far this year. So they need those guys out there and even Chris Harris Jr., right? Because he's been much maligned, especially this year since returning from injury. He's had some really bad moments. Key third down conversions given up. But he might have found a turning point last week with that interception of Joe Burrow in the end zone. I mean, just in the right spot at the right time and didn't have a very poor game last weekend against the Bengals. And the Chargers corner depth is already so thin because Asante Samuel Jr. has been out with a concussion. Michael Davis has been banged up at times this year and still hasn't looked like he's totally regained his form yet, I would say. I mean, that's a guy that got a pretty big extension from the Chargers in the offseason. A guy to be a staple of their secondary for the next few seasons. And he'll definitely have to step up, especially if Chris Harris Jr. can't go. But there is some good news on that because even though Chris Harris Jr., even as he's been struggling, is an important part of the secondary because who else are you going to after that, right? Tavon Campbell has struggled as well. He's already pressed into action without Asante Samuel Jr. Chris Harris Jr. has to be out there some, right? But Asante Samuel is back at practice this week. He was a limited participant, so it's not something to get too excited about at this point, but he's huge if he can come back. I mean, that has been their number one corner so far in 2021, which is crazy considering the dude is a second-round pick from this last draft. I mean, Rashawn Slater, Asante Samuel Jr. both have more than lived up to the hype to this point, but even against a bad team in the New York Giants, like, you need these guys out there. Like, Asante Samuel Jr., if you can have him and Chris Harris Jr. return on Friday, and Michael Davis out there hopefully getting healthier and healthier. That's one of the healthiest groups in the secondary that you've had all season with Derwin James and Nazir Adderley, both you know healthy and will be out there on Sunday. So that would be huge because even though it's not a huge threat, and I mean Mike Lennon or Jake Fromm, it would be nice to see a dominant defensive performance from the Chargers this week against what's going to be a bad Giants offense. There's no excuse for them not to have a really good performance, especially if they can have those guys out there. So. As far as I'm thinking about it right now, I think Keenan Allen is definitely iffy to play on Sunday. And I think that Chris Harris Jr. and Mike Williams, like we've seen in the past with Joey Bosa already this year, I think they have a good chance to play. I mean, I think we'll know if they end up testing positive, then they'll be put on the 10-day list where they have to quarantine for 10 days. And then the Kansas City game on Thursday Night Football next week is in jeopardy. And both players are unvaccinated. And just another, you know, moment in the season where having unvaccinated players and maybe not being up to par with what the rest of the league is doing could affect the Chargers. It hasn't really affected them so far. Limbaugh Joseph, I would say, definitely had an impact. But Joey Bosa was able to come back and play. We haven't seen them really affect it, affect them as much as it could on Sunday. And it doesn't matter. The Chargers should go out there and win anyways. But something to monitor closely. It was nice 
to hear it from Brandon Staley, though, because the clock starts on Monday when those guys were retroactively basically placed on the COVID-19 list. Brandon Staley said he didn't know why. But the great news is both guys have a chance to play on Sunday. And if they don't test positive, I'm sure will play on Sunday. So bad news, but also not devastating for the Chargers, especially if they can get those guys back. But the Giants have some key players, too, that will miss this game, including Daniel Jones, because he has been ruled out for Sunday's game against the Chargers, which means it's either going to be Jake Fromm, who has signed off a practice squad from the Buffalo Bills, or Mike Lennon, who is 0-7 in his last seven starts. So this is something that the Chargers cannot overlook, but absolutely have to go out there and dominate. So today we're going to be joined by Patricia Trainer, one of the best hosts on the Locked On Network, getting into some enemy intel. Is it going to be Jake Fromm? Is it going to be Mike Lennon? Why hasn't Saquon Barkley looked the same so far? It doesn't seem to have that same juice he normally has. And also, what are the weaknesses that the Chargers could expose? I'll give you a hint. It's the offensive line. So we're going to get into Crossover Thursday with the Lockdown Giants podcast. David Drogmeyer, Patricia Traina coming up after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about a brand new, innovative way to play daily fantasy football. And I'm talking about Stat Hero, which is totally one of its kind. I mean, it's the only daily fantasy that I play now just because they do it so differently. No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better, but traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're going to be up against. And Stat Hero is going to change all of that for you guys because Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. Winner takes all. And this is just different. I mean, you don't you're not going to sign up for something and then see that the other team is totally stacked or you're playing against a ringer on one of those daily fantasy sites. You know who you're going up against before you make the bet, right? So you have all the advantages to go out there and beat Stat Hero and beat the house, take the house money. Why? Because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your own fate. With Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them in a head-to-head matchup. Stat Hero is head-to-head. It's what daily fantasy should be one-on-one. Right now, you guys can sign up for free at stathero.com slash lockdown and use the promo code lockdown for a 100% deposit match at stathero.com slash lockdown with the promo code lockdown for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash lockdown, promo code lockdown, terms and conditions apply. All right, guys, we're here on Crossover Thursday. This is David Drugmeyer of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, joined by the host of the Lockdown Giants podcast. That is Patricia Traina. She covers all things Giants. She does a phenomenal job covering that team. And, uh, hey, a, a, lot of, uh, like, a lot of uncertainty uh, around the Giants uh, on Sunday, uh, and mainly at the quarterback position. Do we even know who's going to play quarterback on Sunday for the Giants? This is like who's on first, but not quite as funny. Uh, The plan right now, they are optimistic that Mike Lennon, who is in the concussion protocol, will be okay to go. But if he is not, they will turn to Jake Fromm, whom they signed off the Buffalo Bills practice squad last Tuesday, not this past Tuesday, but the week prior. So by if that were to be the case, by the time Fromm would be in the, the game for them, he will have had six practices in the giant system. Now complicating matters is the fact that Jerry Shuplinski, the quarterback's coach tested positive for COVID. So he can only work so much with the quarterbacks this week. You know, um, the offensive quality control assistant, Nick Williams has been doing the on field work with the quarterbacks, but here's the thing with Jake Fromm, 
the Buffalo Bills run a little bit different of a system than the Giants do. So it's kind of been, you know, a little bit steeper of a learning curve, but Jake Fromm, to his credit, has been throwing himself into the studying every day, getting up early, staying up late, doing what he needs to do. He is determined to be ready if his number is called. So it's probably going to be Glennon if he clears. Um, if not, it's going to be from Daniel Jones has been ruled out. Oh, man, no Daniel Jones. And he has a neck injury. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So, you know, speaking of Daniel Jones, this is the third year for Daniel Jones and the second year for head coach Joe Judge. What is the confidence level around the organization for those two guys that they are the right two guys to lead the Giants into the future? Well, the jury's still out on both of them, to be honest with you. I mean, we'll start with Joe Judge. Joe Judge is a guy who knows what he wants. I think he has an idea how to get there. Does he have all the talent he needs? No. That said, you know, nobody gets everything they want as far as talent. The good coaches figure out how to compensate for what they don't have. Now, you consider the fact that Joe Judge, the offensive line has just been atrocious this year, with the exception of maybe Andrew Thomas. There have been injuries. Um, they are missing depth on certain at certain spots. And, you know, just to, to lead into Daniel Jones, they still don't know if he can be the type of guy who can elevate the talent around him. Right now, he's more of a game manager. So there's a lot of question marks still. And, you know, the fact that Daniel Jones is now, you know, we don't know if he's going to play again this year. There's some, been some reports that this might be a season-ending injury. Um it's a lot of, there's a lot of question marks that said, I think giant team ownership will stick with Joe judge this year, or I'm sorry, next year, Daniel Jones is still under contract. I think they'll give him another year right now though. um, They have to make a decision on Daniel Jones. Should they pick up his, his option year of his rookie deal in the beginning of the year, I would have said, yes, now I'm going to say no, because I have been screaming all year long about Daniel Jones and the way he plays the game every time he takes off as a runner, how he likes to be the tough guy, lower his head and his shoulder and try and push forward for the extra yardage. And I've been saying, and and twice now I've been proven right, that he was going to get dinged, and he has. And if you're not on the field, then you know what? I don't see the team having a use for you. Yeah, I mean, availability is the best ability, right? If you can't get on the football field, then you can't help the team, no matter how talented you may be. Uh, but one guy that that, that uh, we talked about earlier or in, in another segment here was Saquon Barkley. Uh, and for, for me, it, it doesn't seem like it's the same version of Saquon Barkley. It just doesn't look like he has that same burst and that same acceleration that he came into the league with. Do you think that he's going to be able to come back and and really reach that same version, or is he going to have to kind of reinvent himself and change himself in the NFL? I think right now Saquon's ankle is still bothering him. So that's another issue. You know, he's had lower body injuries and they add up and they start to take away your explosiveness and your, your, your mobility and, and, you know, ankle injuries. I had a sprained ankle back in, in April and it is still bothering me. And here we are in December and that thing stiffens up or locks up or whatnot. But I think the biggest problem with Saquon is whether he wants to admit it or not, I see almost like a loss of confidence. He's not running as confidently as he was in his, his rookie season when he won offensive rookie of the year. It's like, he doesn't trust his blocking, which I don't blame him to be honest with you. 
And the other thing that drives me crazy with him is he's always looking for that escape hatch. It's like you send him up the middle, which by the way, I don't think it's the best way to utilize him, but you know, you're going to have to do that on occasions. And instead of being patient and letting the blocks develop, he's always looking to the outside. Okay. What can I hit to the outside to get that home run ball? So he has been a feast or famine type of runner. And I'm sorry, that's just not going to get it done. Sometimes you got to take those dirty yards of two, three, four yards, as opposed to the home run balls of 20 plus yards. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we're going to get into some more questions right after this. But first, I know that there's still a lot of time left in the season here, uh, but the Chargers have really put themselves in in position to potentially make the playoffs if they get off to a hot start. The Super Bowl 56 is at SoFi Stadium, and it is less than 100 days away. On location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl tickets and an experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring exclusive pregame celebrations with NFL legends, five-star LA hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for, for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash Super Bowl 56 or search Super Bowl on location. And I also got to tell you about Bet Online. There's so much going on out there with sports to bet on. We are in the NBA season. We're towards the middle of the uh, NFL season here. Uh, obviously, all kinds of UFC going on. Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all our amazing offers available to you for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, we are back here on Crossover Thursday with Patricia Trina and, of course, David Drogemeyer here at Locked On Chargers and Locked On Giants. Uh, we're going to keep this uh, thing moving on along here. Um, tell me about some of the playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. We talked, we touched on some of the, the guys on the offensive side, but who on the defensive side should Charger fans be aware of come Sunday? I think we got to start with second year safety. Xavier McKinney leads the team in interceptions. This is a versatile kid. He can play down in the box. He can play in coverage. He can play the robber role if you ask him to. And he has just been a dynamo. I mean, he's been a bright spot for that defense, especially in that defensive secondary, which has had its share of ups and downs. So he's definitely somebody you want to keep an eye on. Another young player you want to keep an eye on, Aziz Ojulari, the edge rusher, the number two, the, the second round pick by the Giants in last year's draft. He pops for sure. Yes, absolutely. And this kid is, you can see the confidence in him is growing week by week by week. And you know, this is a kid who initially, you know, you had some thoughts, some doubts about his run defense, but he's gotten better and he is starting to fly to the ball and make plays. So the confidence level that he's shown just, you know, the Giants haven't had a, a really good homegrown pass rusher, I think, since Jason Pierre-Paul. Yeah, and that's going you'd have to go back to 2010 when he was a rookie. 
So it's been a while and they are long overdue to have some, some legitimate homegrown pass rushers. And I think Ojolari definitely can be one of them. Yeah. Before we get back to this game, I just want to kind of get an all encompassing kind of view here uh, for the giants to have, you know, I guess to salvage the season to what you would call a successful season, what has to happen? Uh, what does that look like for the giants? Well, they have to win more than six games, which is one they what they won last year. Now, I think maybe they were hoping that the NFC least, as, and I said that on purpose, obviously, <laughs> would, would be as bad as it was last year. And, it, and that is not necessarily the case right now. Uh, is it the strongest division in football? No, but I could see the Cowboys winning with a winning record. Whereas last year, I don't think, uh, I think the Washington football team won the division and I don't believe they had a record. I don't think they hit 500. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Which just goes to tell you how, how bad the NFC East was. So I think if you're Giants ownership, you want to see progress being made and the Giants right now haven't shown it. It's been like two steps forward, five steps back. They haven't stacked together win um, consecutive wins this year at all. Um, You probably want to see more than six wins that they had last year. And you just want to see development in some of these key core young players. Yeah, for sure. I think that's what you always want to want to see here in a, in a season that probably isn't going to res- result in, into a playoff berth here. You want to see some kind of positive development from young players who are going to be the core of your team uh, moving forward. So um, now back to this game here, what would you say is kind of the biggest strengths and weaknesses to this Giants team? The biggest weakness is easy. That's the offensive line. That unit, I mean, other than for Andrew Thomas, that unit right now is a huge disappointment considering that back in the off season, when they didn't do anything to add to it, we were told now oh, we have a better opinion, you know, a different opinion of, of that unit than you guys do. Now, yes, they've had some injuries. I get that. They've had, you know, guys retire, but the the thing that bothers me the most is they didn't have young talent in the pipeline and that's going to come back to bite them as they try to rebuild that unit next year. So just that offensive line has been a disaster. There's no other way to put it. And, you know, Andrew Thomas, like I said, he's been a bright spot on that unit, but the offensive line is a, is a single unit. So you got to kind of lump him in there. Um, the bright spots, I would say, again, the two young defenders that I mentioned before, Ojolari and, and McKinney, um, the defensive line is playing fairly well uh, with Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence and Austin Johnson, who was, who's been a, you know, underrated, but uh, solid. Um, the Giants are getting some of these younger pass rushers in, like, for example, Ellerson Smith, a guy who was on IR for most of the season, he's come back and He's starting to see an increase in his snaps. Quincy Roche is very promising. Um, so that's definitely his strength. Graham Gano has been the MVP because the Giants just can't score for beans down in the red zone. Um, and then offensively, I would say when he's on the field, Kadarius Tony, but he's been dealing with some injuries. So unfortunately, he kind of gets an incomplete grade from me. But when he has been on the field, the kid's dynamic. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, he, he's one of those human uh, joystick, uh, like PlayStation type characters when he's out there. He's very, very elusive. Uh, I think we're going to wrap things up with this. I mean, what do you think is ultimately going to end up deciding this game on Sunday? Whether or not the Giants can run the ball. I mean, obviously, the weakness on the Chargers is the run defense. The for Giants, sure. you know, quite honestly, the, last last week, I thought they would run the ball more than they did and they didn't. And I don't know why that is, but this week, if I'm them run the ball, because otherwise I think the Chargers defense is going to smother the receivers and the tight ends that do play. So if they can get Saquon Barkley, you know, on track, if they can get Devonta Booker more touches, I don't know why they've cut his touches back just because Saquon's back doesn't mean that you've got to, you know, abandon spreading the ball out to, to their different running backs. So for me, the big key is going to be running the ball. If they have success with that, that should open up play action. That should open up some other things, maybe a few deep shots down the field, and maybe they can hit gold with those shots. Yeah, any any given Sunday, right? Anybody can win, so the Chargers better come with it. They better be prepared because – you know, this can be a trap game if they allow it to be. Patricia Trina, thank you so much for joining me over here on Locked On Chargers on this Crossover Thursday episode. Everybody, please go follow Patricia Trainer on Twitter, Patricia underscore Trainer for all your New York Giants information. She is constantly pumping stuff out, writing articles. I mean, you can find her stuff everywhere. But for more on the Chargers, please check us out here on Locked On Chargers everywhere you can find your podcasts. We're on social media everywhere on Twitter, Locked On LAC, on Facebook, Locked On Chargers. Uh, so, yeah, for more on this matchup, please check us out on our Friday episode. And that's going to do it uh, for this show. Go Bolts.